the home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Flanagan's Pub for the first time in a little north of 600 days. It's John Bedell back for another season of Flyer Feedback, and joining me tonight, my partner, former Flyer in the pride of Miamisburg, Ohio, Rex Gardecki. Rex, yes, it was an exhibition game, and no, it didn't count, but I think a lot of people feel like it's really good to have Dayton Flyers basketball back. Oh, gosh, what a two years, as we were just saying before we came on the air. You know, we were the last ones to do this broadcast here before the COVID situation sit in. But, yeah, I think this group, as Keith said earlier, you know, there's a lot of optimism. I think we definitely have more depth than we've had in the last couple years. Kids can play different positions along the line. I think Kobe Elvis showed tonight that he's capable of playing the one without any problem. He's had the experience playing in the Big East. And then you get uh, Malachi Smith coming off the bench, and I think Lynn Greer will be the other one. And then the transfer from Georgia. He's a man. There's no man. Six foot eight, probably 225 put together, and he just, he is a really a solid player. He's going to be fun to watch. 94 60, Dayton a winner in the exhibition tune up against the Division II Cedarville Yellow Jackets from just up the road in Greene County. A 34 point win for Anthony Grant and company tonight. You know, Rex, I think the 30,000 foot view of this team this year is there is tons of potential, and that certainly beats the alternative. They got a highly re- uh, regarded recruiting class. They got the highest recruit by some metrics the program's ever had in Duran Holmes. Uh, and they're certainly fishing in deeper waters than they have in a long time or maybe ever have in terms of recruiting under yep. Anthony. And that certainly all beats the alternative, as I said. But, Rex, that potential's never won a game. Nope. And it's all about how Anthony and company cultivate that potential, that talent, mix it up, make it work. And we'll see, but I feel like this is the first season in, in a while where you've had this many unknowns heading into the season for, for a Flyers team. Yeah, there's definitely more teaching going on than there has been in the last couple of years with, uh, with the loss of Jalen Crutcher and Nibby Watson in that group last year. So I think Coach Grant knows it. I think his assistants know it. They're spending more time at it in practice at times we've been there and everything and evaluated them. Uh, they're really trying to break the offense down, break the de- defense down. It's just going to take time with this group. Uh, I think it's good, like I said, get back to Kobe Ellis. There you've got a solid point guard that's been playing in the Big East, understands the game. So that, that really helps the game. And all of a sudden, you're not just throwing a, a guy out there that doesn't have any experience. Right. Deron Holmes, he's got all the potential in the world, but it's potential. You know, he's a long kid. He's athletic. He can run the court. But, he's, you know, he's, he's just coming out of high school. He's probably an 18-year-old kid. So it's going, to take a, it's going to take a few months for him to understand the, the physical part of the, of the game and everything. But I, he's, a, he's a quick learner and seems to really enjoy the game. So I, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic that I think this group is going to perform well. Yeah, I think that's, that's where a lot of Flyer fans are on their mindset. And I was with Larry Hanskin yesterday. We spent a lot of time together uh, at the Browns game and unfortunately had to watch uh, that team from Western PA uh, pull it out. Uh, but we were talking some Flyers in the process, Rex, and, and, and we were talking, hey, this is a season full of unknowns, yes. And Larry said, hey, I'll be honest, there's a lot of stuff that I don't know what the heck this team's going to do in some areas. But Larry said two of the knowns he's got, one, Tumani Kamara is going to be a problem for a lot of teams, Rex. So let's talk about that first because Tumani Kamara, if this is your first time seeing him in person, that kid's a lot of fun to watch, and you can see uh, – the dude potential that he's got, right? Well, he's played, you know, he's played in the SEC for two years. He understands the physical part of the game. And uh, he's not a young kid coming in. You know, he's a 21, 22-year-old kid that's had experience. And, you know, with this whole COVID situation, John, and it's also just seemed like last year everything was just such a mess. But now we're getting back to, you know, back to the original part of it. And, I, I, you know, as I said, I just think there's a lot of skill there. I think we have more scoring opportunities. I mean, tonight was not a good indication playing against a, t- a team like Cedarville. But, you know, when you put 90 points on the board and we had 48 at halftime, I think, I think this team's capable of getting things done and getting some quick points and going with it. Yeah, even against the D2 team again and an exhibition, so for perspective here. Uh, but they did look like a team tonight, Rex, that they look like they're going to be able to score the ball. Yep. Yeah, you can, they can spread it out, and uh, you've got shooters in the corner. You've got uh, Blakeney, and you've got, you know, you've got other guys coming off the bench scoring. So that's going to be a big concern. Everybody now plays you know, outside in, not inside out as it right. used to be. So it's, you know, it's, it's an open, open post game, and people are running through there and some more pick set. So I think it's going to be a, a good situation. Uh, Kobe Brea can really shoot it. I think Blakeney can shoot it off the bench. Holmes can shoot it, and uh, with 
the players that we have, Elijah Weaver, having, you know, four years' experience. I mean, yeah. he's a, a seasoned veteran. And, you know, last year he was playing and starting. Now he's coming off the bench sometimes. So, But everybody seems to accept their role, and I think uh, that's, that's a good part of it. So uh, we're, we'll find out here in the next month. As we've seen with previous editions of Dayton Flyers basketball teams, having groups that buy in and like each other, Rex, that can make a difference or yep. it can sink a season uh, if it's not the case, and it seems to be in place for this one. The other known, Rex, that Larry told me he believes looking at this team is that after the freshman campaign, he had very strong freshman campaign last year. Mustafa Amzil was some more time yeah. in the program. It's continued development. Larry said he felt like he was really poised for what could be a breakout sophomore campaign for Mustafa. He's a scorer. There's no doubt about it. He's, he can shoot the ball well. He understands the game. I mean, his foot speed's not the best, and he gets caught up in some situations. But he knows what to do with the basketball. I mean, he's an extremely good shooter. He's a smart offensive player. He uses, uses his body well. And uh, there's a guy that comes off the bench. You know, he can shoot the three and uh, able to do things that some of the other players can't do. 94-60, the Dayton Flyers a winner in their only public preseason tune-up before the regular season starts that week from tomorrow night. What does head coach Anthony Grant think about his team's 34-point win in a game that didn't count? Well, you're about to hear because he is live with Larry Hansgen, live at UD Arena on the other side of this break, right here on the Home of the Flyers. WHIO Dayton, WHIO FM, Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station from the CJSHeatingAndAir.com studios. You call, we come, it's fixed. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back to the UD Arena. The Dayton Flyers defeat uh, Cedarville 94-60 in an, a preseason exhibition game. We're joined now by Coach Anthony Grant. And, I mean, there was a lot of positive things that came out tonight. And you know what? Whether it's an exhibition game or whether it was a regular season game or even a practice, when you're having, you know, 30 assists on 39 made field goals, that's got to make you pretty happy. Yeah, that, that's outstanding. I thought, you know, looking at the stat sheet after, I thought it was 27, but if it's 30, we'll, we'll take that number. Uh, you know, I, I think we've, we've tried to stress, you know, the importance of taking care of the ball. So it was good to see, you know, first game, first time in front of the fans with such a young team, the ability to go out there and share it and take care of the ball. I thought that was really good to see. You, you were able to play so many combinations, and uh, I'm sure you, you, your guys did a real, real good job of keeping track of all that and then going back and figuring it out afterwards. But it, it, was, it, it appeared that there's some chemistry that's really developing on this team already. Did you see that? Yeah, I think that, you know, after four weeks of practice, you, you would hope that they're starting to get used to each other and understand how to play to their strengths and how to help their teammates play to theirs. And, uh, you know, we, we talk about that a lot in terms of what we need to do uh, they did a great job, I thought, uh, our guys did in terms of understanding uh, what we needed to do today to attack the way that Cedarville was going to play. And sometimes in these type of games, you know, you can learn from scouting reports to say, hey, here's what we did wrong. And then you can also learn about here's what we did right. So I think this game will give us a chance to look at it because there were some things, I thought, defensively that we didn't do very well. And we were fortunate that Cedarville missed some open shots that they normally make. There were some things that we did really well on the defensive end that we've talked about the need to do. So we'll be able to see the difference between those two. And, the, and then the same thing offensively, there's some things that we took advantage of that were there and some things that we missed. So a learning opportunity, you know, like, like we talk about, you know, it was great to get outside competition. Now we've got about a week to prepare for the real season to start. I want to touch upon defense because uh, you, know, you, you focus so much off. You, you score 94 points and offensively, obviously, so the ball's going through the hoop. At the defensive end, did you see some guys that looked like they could be impactful defensive players, uh, perhaps even on a nightly basis for you? Well, we'll go back and look at the film individually, but I think the thing that I'm concerned more about right now is how we play team defense and, and what we're doing in terms of the habits and the, and the standards we want to play to. So, uh, you know, we'll evaluate that. I thought we had some breakdowns tonight that could be costly that we got to clean up. Uh, but, but overall, you know, I, I think um, there are probably more positives you know, in terms of how we played on both ends, the negatives. Uh, but we just have to understand what, what, it'll, what it'll take for us as we move forward to build the habits that we'll need uh, if we want to have the success that we, that we think we can have. You get a full week before yeah. you've got to actually play that, uh, that, that season opener. That should, uh, that should give you some time to yeah. really get into no, this. It's, it's, it's really good timing, you know. So, uh, like I said, you know, we, we've got a, a few days here to, to, to learn from this game to learn from this opportunity to get in front of our fans and, and get the, 
get the, the cobwebs off, so to speak, because it's been a long time since we've been out here in front of a crowd like this. And it was great to see so many of our, of our fans come out tonight. We appreciate the support. I know the guys were really excited to a lot of them. It's the first time being able to be in this environment. So thank you very much. And it, it was a, a great experience for us tonight. Great to have you back, Coach. Great. Same All right. Go Flyers. Okay. That, that wraps things up here courtside on behalf of, of our crew here, our engineer producer, Alex Schilling, and Keith Wallaskowski, the legend, Bucky Bachhorn. He's upstairs, but he was keeping an eye on things. I'm Larry Hanskin. And one more time, our final score in this exhibition game was Dayton 94 and Cedarville 60. Now stick around for more of Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, brought to you by Bud Light. Where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Frickers, for over 30 years, has been the home of fun, food, sports, and spirits. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. University of Dayton Basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Flanagan's Pub. For all of your UD Flyer game day food and drinks, check out the newly remodeled Flanagan's on Stewart Street. Enjoy that same Flyer faithful experience you've grown accustomed to since 1976. Bud Light, where there's fun, there's a Bud Light there. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. And by Logan AC and Heat Services, the official heating and cooling partner of the UD Flyers, helping fans stay comfortable all season long. Call in with your comments or questions. 457-1290. Flyer feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's News and Talk. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Flanagan's Pub. And for the first time in more than 600 days, welcome back to Dayton Flyers basketball with all 13,000 of their closest friends allowed in the building. No capacity limits this year. That's right. We are back in business with Dayton Flyers basketball. We're back in person. Rex Gardecki uh, here at Flanagan's Pub. So we thank our friends and our hosts here at Flanagan's for their continued hospitality and their support of Flyer feedback. And, uh, Rex, it's good to be back after oh, gosh. a weird last year. I think the only team that was happy last year was Baylor. <laughs> you yeah. know, they ended up winning the whole thing. It was just a – it's just been a crazy year not being able to go to practice and participate in any of this. So it's just – thank God hopefully this thing's – Tom's down, and we're able to get back to normalcy in our life. Yeah, Baylor winning an NCAA tournament that, uh, through the COVID situation, only had one team lose a game because of COVID. You hate to see it, the VCU Rams, and I think that shows Rex that karma never yeah. loses an address. <laughs> well, it's John Bedell, it's former Flyer Rex Gardecki here with you for Flyer Feedback, Dayton winner 96, 94, excuse me, 260. Uh, 34-point win over the Division II Cedarville Yellow Jackets in their only public uh, preseason tune-up, Rex, as we know, they had a super-secret squirrel <laughs> scrimmage against West Virginia about nine days ago with uh, Bob Huggins and company on the 23rd, as Dayton yep. you know, has done, taking advantage of that rule that the NCAA has the last few years. But the only public tune-up we'll see this year before they start the regular season a week from tomorrow. Uh, Rex, a young team, lots of potential. Uh, as I tweeted, uh, college basketball exhibition game is procedural. But it allows everybody, including us, an opportunity to openly speculate recklessly and unfairly, Rex, about our favorite team. So yeah. here we go, four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. You can take advantage of the Bud Light mic. Uh, you know, Rex, you've you've played for this program. You coach. You spent many years coaching in Miamisburg. So, as a as a former coach, Rex, I want to ask you: When you've got a young team like this, a lot of inexperience across the board. Anthony, I think you could read between his, the lines of his answer to Larry. What comes around? more quickly, Rex, when you got a young team, defense I, or offense? I think defense does, John. It's just so much more learning, and the game is spaced out so much more than high school along those lines. And, you, you know, you've, you've got to get in shooters' faces. You've got to be able to front the post. There was a couple times Daron Holmes did not do a really good job in there, and Ricardo was getting on him a little bit about that. So 
those are things you're, you're going to learn, and uh, it just takes time. I think the scrimmage, secret scrimmage against West Virginia was pleasant. Uh, I think they were knew the style that Huggins plays, the pressure ball. It didn't seem to bother as much of that. So that was good. I think everybody was encouraged of that. Then you come in tonight, then you've got a week preparation for your first game. So I think defense is a the part they're really probably going to have to work on. I think Anthony... Clearly in his comments to Larry, saw some things defensively, Rex, that he would like to see corrected. And you and I were talking during the break. And one thing they'll probably learn sooner than later is that defensively tonight, some of the you know, miscues they had, not, nothing huge, but you, you gave up open shots to Cedarville that down the road, They're not gonna and miss. especially by the time you get to Orlando, those shots are going to start falling against some of the teams yeah. on this schedule. You, you've got to find shooters, and that's the name of the game today. You, you, you know, the way the game is spread out, the best shooters are really on the wings. They just sit there, look at Luke Kennard. He's sitting there making $60 million just shooting threes for his career. So uh, I think there were some guy times tonight that I thought the defense was lack finding the shooters along those lines, and that will be emphasized. I think they probably tomorrow, as you and I discussed earlier, they're not practicing because of the NCAA rule because of voting things. So I think unless they're getting in and look at film tomorrow and do some situations like that. But this is a good learning experience for some of these young guys that have never played. I mean, I look at Daron Holmes, you know, last year he's playing high school basketball along with some of the guys. I think Liza Weaver can guard people. He's a guy that he can, he can play a one, two, or three offensively and defensively. So I think they'll be fine. I, Kobe, Ellis, I don't have to worry about him playing a guard position. He's, he's fine along those. We just got to find four other guys that are willing to buy in and doing that. So... And I think, Rex, too, these guys adjusting to, frankly, after the guys who were here last year having to readjust now uh, or adjust again, but this, a lot of guys on this roster adjusting to playing in that environment. Now, not quite a butts-in-seats sellout over at UD Arena tonight, but, I mean, last year, Rex, I always described it to people. I went to – I think I had the privilege to go to four games last year, and the capacity limit was like 250, but most nights there was fewer than 150 in that arena all of last year because of the COVID situation locally. Um, and I described UD Arena last year at a UD game. It's like going to, it was like going to see a movie that had been out for like two and a half months and there ain't nobody else in the theater with you. You're kind of seeing it alone and there's like four people in the movie theater with you. That's what it felt like last year at UD Arena. You could hear a pin drop. Yeah. The piped-in white noise just didn't really do it for me. It no. was almost like a study hall environment. Well, now, boom, you got this raucous environment back. And, and that, Anthony talked about it. It's going to be an adjustment for some Oh, it's going to be a big adjustment. And I think, you know, these guys have been going at each other now for four, four weeks. And I think there was some scuffling going on in practice last week. Somebody's yelling at somebody else. Well, they all know the plays, and they're playing the plays. And, you know, things got a little chaotic there, to say the least. And I think Coach Grant, you know, set his peace with the players and let's pick up the tempo. So, you know, now that we're coming into the season, it's, it's a long four weeks for this, some of these kids. So now's the time to really start honing in what we want to do offensively and defensively. And I think, I think this, this group can, can do it. Offensively, Rex, we talked about this in the postgame before we heard from Anthony. Uh, this, and again, perspective of it's just an exhibition game, but still, they dropped 94. It looks like a team that can really score the ball, Rex. That yeah. they, that, that's uh, not going to be a problem for them this year. No, I don't think whatsoever. You've got enough guys on the wings that can shoot the ball. You've got a guy that can distribute it. You've got a big guy in the middle that they're going to have to respect his ability because he is so long. And then uh, you've got other players that's coming off the bench you can store. Uh, it's just, I think it's, it's going to be a, a team that's going to be able to score. We're just going to have to stop teams. And now in the A-10, a lot of teams have everybody back. You know, we can talk about that later on yeah. with the transfer situation. A lot of teams of St. Bonaventure's got everybody back. St. Louis has got everybody back. Davidson's got quite a few players. So, you know, we'll find Richmond. out the death. Richmond. I yeah. mean, there's all those guys are given an extra year. I mean, some of these kids are 23 years old or 24 years old playing so you know you got other kids you know we got some kids that's 19 years old out there playing so. one of the adages from one of my friends who i think really knows the game pretty well is uh the really one of the one of the ways to get good and stay good at the non-power five level rex is to get old and stay old, old. and there's a lot of experienced teams across the eight ten as you mentioned the bonnies one of them in the preseason top 25 uh, the Bonnies, by the way ranked rex for the first time since the yeah. 70s i think yep. 71 was the last time they're in the ap poll uh but uh Back to the Flyers because, you know, one of the question marks for this team, Rex, because quite frankly, Dayton fans in a good way have been very spoiled the last eight years. You talk about Steady Eddie at the point guard position. You went straight from Jalen Crutcher uh, or from Scoochie Smith yep. to Jalen Crutcher, which is a great succession plan as a program. Now, for the first time in a long time, looking for a point guard. Who, who do you see 
running the keys uh, with, for the offense. Well, year, you right? know, I, I think Kobe Ellis will definitely be the one. I think Elijah Weaver can play the one. He played the one a lot last year in situations. Yep. Uh, Lynn Greer, watching him in practice, he's got a lot of athletic ability. He didn't get a lot of minutes tonight, but I, I think he's, he's going to be fine. Uh, Malachi Smith, he's going to have to learn that this isn't high school anymore. This is college. There's a couple times he took the ball into the – in the post tonight, the shots were blocked, and it led to easy transition points for Cedarville. So that will be emphasized with him. But he's such a tremendous scorer in high school, and physically, you know, he's so quick and can get to the basket without any problems. So, you know, you get three guys that can play the the one or the two along the situation. There are actually four guys. So, I think that's. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I think our inside positions will be the point point that we're really have to emphasize. Because getting back to playing Kansas probably in, in two weeks. You need to get St. Bonaventure and you've got other teams with big post players. And that's going to bother Deron Holmes in the beginning of the season. He's just, he's just a young kid, very raw, but he's got a lot of ability and he's going to have to play. Yep. Offensively, too, Rex, you love to see one of the things uh, that Anthony and Larry discussed, too, is 39 made field goals. Larry's telling Anthony 30, 30 assists on 39 made field goals. I mean, that's that's just a coach's dream. Yeah, they right really there. moved the ball well tonight. I mean, the, the pick and roll, they're doing a good job in finding the open guy along those lines. So it's just a – it's really a simple game. If you, if you, if you just break it down, you just got to execute and do the things. That, as Bobby Knight used to say, you know, the game is pretty simple, but you got you got to do the right thing. So I think this group will. Another thing Anthony clearly emphasized, and this was a, a huge, huge, huge bugaboo for them last year. He said, we got to take care of the ball. And that, Rex, that turnover was one of their Achilles heels yeah. last year. They just, that was a team that just did not take care of the ball last year. No, I think they just didn't have enough depth last year to do the things that was necessary. And it took its toll, but I think this year I think they'll be fine with that. I don't think they had really a lot of turnovers tonight, of wasted turnovers. And they missed some shots that I think they're going to make. But I, I, I don't worry about the turnovers. I think we've got enough quickness in there and guys can handle the ball. Uh, it was nice to see Cedarville play a little zone. So we got to, you know, see against the zone offense. They played a little pressure. They also played a little one-two-two back into the zone. So they saw a lot of things tonight that they're going to see throughout the season. Rex, one thing you and I talked about off-air, too, is this team, they've got more depth than they've had yep. a little bit, too. How do you think Anthony utilizes that this season? Well, that's going to be an interesting thing. I think he wants to play sort of the style that he played at VCU in his, in his years there. Now that you've got uh, some of the guys coming off the bench, Zimmy did not play tonight. He's got a Correct. slight concussion. Uh, Lynn Greer didn't get as many minutes. Uh, so I, I, think, I think they're going to do that rotation, at least what I see in practice. He's playing nine or ten guys, and they're really trying to pressure the ball, get up in people's faces, you know, avoid the ball screens, which everybody plays at this point. So, you know, it's, it's a learning process. Uh, it's something that they're going to have to work on, but you've got another week to get, to get into it. So. And you've got, you know, it's, uh, you look at the schedule, Rex. They start off with the Horizon League team. No, not that one. UIC, then they play the Fighting Elvis Presleys, UMass Lowell. Then they go Lipscomb, Austin P. and then, Rex, it gets real in a hurry down in Orlando for the ESPN Events Invitational. They've changed the name of that tournament about 35 times in the last eight seasons. But they start off with Miami, the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. And then depending, you know, you know like, like you think they get Miami, if they can get the Hurricanes, you're looking at probably, who are we getting? Kansas in the second round right. with the way that bracket's, um, you know, broken down. And uh, another season here where, you know, kind of follows the – the template that Neil and Anthony and company and Archie before him used where you've got that early season uh, non-exempt tournament that really is a big part of your bread and butter and your non-conference and your resume as a whole when you're, le- when you're in a league like the A-10. So it's going to get, after a few tune-ups here, Rex, it's going to get real, real quick. Yeah, there's no, there's no easy games anymore. You look at Austin P. they are very successful in their league that they play. There's just a lot of good players today, John. I mean, when you only have you know five or six kids on each team, there's there's just a lot of talent, so it's 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 going to be a you know it's going to be an interesting beginning here to see how we handle it. But I think you know it was a good test tonight. We get about eight or ten thousand people in there. Yep. The kids get their legs underneath them to find out what they can do. So I think I think the depth. I don't think it's going to be a problem for us. Yeah, and not to look ahead too much, but even when they come back from Orlando, Rex, mm-hmm. you get you know Northern Illinois, mm-hmm. a MAC team in here, Alabama State before that, and then you've got. A couple of the return games. They've got SMU and Ole Miss from last year. You've got the return games on that. And then they got uh, Virginia Tech in a game that, I mean, that could be a really good Hokies team. Oh, Rex, Depending on who you, who you read uh, on the college basketball scene. I mean, you've got some, yep. some, uh, some potential resume builders in that non-conference. Yeah, it's going to be it's, – it's a good schedule. And it's, it's hard to get teams in here to play. No, yeah. You know, oh, we've, yeah. we've talked about that. So, yeah, sure, it would be nice to, to, to get a big school playing, but – they just will not come in here and play anymore because they know the crowd that we have and the situation that we do, and it's just it's not a good situation for them. So, 
everybody, everybody has their non-conference schedule. There's nothing you can do about it. It's, it's part of the game and everything. So, but I think they've upscheduled, you know, upscheduled some of the games. Like you say, Northern Illinois will be a, a good team in the MAC, and then and you can add some other teams. So it's 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 just just get out there and go. This is a team, Rex, as we've talked about. There's a lot of unknowns. So let me ask you, Rex Gardecki, what's your biggest unknown as you look at this season, and what's your biggest known as you are? Because as for listeners who don't know. You go to practice, you see the behind-the-scenes stuff, you see what they're working and tweaking on. Uh, what's your biggest unknown, Rex, as we go into this season? I think it's probably the, the play of their, their five positions. You know, you've been blessed the last couple of years. Jordy, even though he had some problems with his hands last year, but he was a big physical guy. Then you had Obi two years ago. So, you know, this year they don't, they don't have that inside presence as of yet. It's going to take Dayron Holmes. You know, it's going to take him eight or nine games to understand exactly what's going on. But he's, he's so long and so physical. I don't worry about the guard play. I think we're going to be fine there. I think it's good to the in, inside play that we're getting. But, you know, you've got Tuani who's in there, 6'8", about dude. 230. He's a, he's a dude. He'll be able to guard some of those situations. And in some of these early games, he can play the five. I mean, he's so physical, and he's long, and he jumps really well. So I don't think we'll have to worry about that. I think, I think the inside play, the physical play, was, is going to bother us early in the season. I'll tell you what jumped out to me, too. You talk about somebody on the inside, Rex. One of the things that jumped out to me at the arena was uh, I was at the top of the tunnel, and the team came out of that hallway that leads to their locker room, uh, kind of on the second floor. And Moose Soko walked around the corner. And I, Rex, <laughs> he's dropped a lot of weight. He is he looks lean. Like- now, uh, he's still just – Built like a you-know-what, man. He is yeah. a solid kid. But I, I thought – I turned to the Dayton cop who was working, my buddy Nathan, I said, man, look, Moose, he's, he's trimmed down pretty good. He I didn't, almost didn't recognize him. Yeah, he looks great. And he's, he's just finding himself. He's only played basketball for about five years. So, but he is a physical specimen. Uh, he didn't do – I didn't think – do a real good job tonight on the boards. Uh, yeah. Coach got on him a little bit about that. But, you know, he's, he's got the big body. We'll see. Well, Dayton winner 94-60 in their exhibition tune-up this year. It's John Bedell, former Flyer Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback, which continues live from Flanagan's Pub on the other side of this break, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back in uh, Flanagan's Pub. It's John Bedell. It's former Flyer Rex Gardecki, and it's you here for Flyer Feedback. Dayton, a 34-point winner in their only public exhibition game against the Division II Cedarville Yellow Jackets in the season. The regular season starts in earnest a week from tomorrow night against UIC at UD Arena. You can join us a couple ways on the show. It's 457-1290 is the number. Or you can join us in the Bud Light mic. It's the part of the show where you can say anything you want within reason. Jeff, don't get us fined, <laughs> obviously. Jeff and Dayton, he's at the Bud Light mic for the first time in 600 days. Hey, guys. Uh, the, what, I, what I didn't see tonight was, uh, and maybe, maybe Zimmy is the guy, uh, we had some opportunities where we, we, don't, we didn't have a rim runner. You know, we, we got some rebounds. We had some break opportunities. We didn't have that guy that sprinted out. You know, they, we had some guys that ran out and ran to the corners. We didn't have that, that guy to go to the rim. And I really would like to, maybe Zimmy's that guy. Maybe uh, Caleb Washington could be. You know, he maybe needs to hang out at five guys and have a few burgers, uh, put on some weight. But uh, I think if we get that combined with what we saw with our shooting tonight, uh, that will make us uh, exceptionally uh, dangerous in some opportunities. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Jeff. I think the Aaron Holmes is probably going to be the, the guy that's, you know, the rim runner, is, 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 as they use the term today. Uh, he's not, you know, he's just getting his legs into shape. He's not a real big kid physically, and I think he gets a little tired. So, Moo coming off the bench, Moo could be a rim runner. He is, he is really athletic. I mean, every time I look at him, I'm thinking, why would he not be a pro football player? <laughs> You know, it's, you get those VCU kids doing all the time. So, and Moo's one that's just going to have to, you know, have to find a, find a way. You know, he's just a, really a player for five years. So, I agree with you. You know, we had Obi, and he had other guys doing, be able to do that. And uh, it's that's the game today because everybody spreads the court out. You get yeah. two shooters going right to the wing. You get somebody flying down the middle. So, right, we're going to have to find somebody. 
I will say some of the dunks tonight, uh, somebody did note that one of the things that was sort of missing from last year's team was, you know, especially after the perspective of season of dreams and Obi Toppin the year before was not as many dunks, but I think Holmes and Kamara Rex, they're going to, they're going to bring that back into the mix this year from what we saw today. Yeah, Tawani made that one over the shoulder dunk that was it was pretty impressive. And they've got some guys that can throw it down. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, you got you know we got a, a mixture of of uh, bigs and small. Uh, like I say, Zimmy and it's got a little bit of a concussion mode, so they'll probably look at him for two or three days. But he acted like talking to him tonight that he should be back probably in three or four days. So we should have him back for the first game. And he is. He's. He's picked up some bulk. There's no doubt yeah, you can tell that he has been in a weight room. So, and they're continuing to do that. I, I think they're getting a weight room at least twice a day, is or twice a week as they're going. So, yep, I think it's it's going to be a situation where, you know, we get some shooting, get the guys playing the inside out, that we're going to be fine. Yeah, that, that was, as you mentioned, with Zim, Rex. I saw him before the game. I just outside bumped into him and trainer Nate Seymour just kind of uh, shooting the breeze with the two of them. And just, and he's, it was a quick conversation. I didn't you know, talk too much. But, struck me that one he's much taller when you stand right next to him you know next to my 5'8 self uh you know he's or 5'10 excuse me 5'10 self he's a lot taller uh but uh he has put on some bulk that was one of the things that did strike me about Zim Rex seeing him up close like that before the game and he had some good games last year I mean there was games that you know he led us in scoring and I think his is just confidence with him you know he's really starting to find himself and he's what 6'8 6'9 bulked up a little bit and he can shoot the three so I you know, I could see him playing the three without any any problem, three or four. The, the, a lot of length, a lot of athleticism. Rex, this team is not short on any of those things. And uh, a lot of guys that can, you know, it's where the game's going, Rex. You know, NBA scouts love the triple threats, guys that can dribble, pass, and shoot all over the floor, guys that, you know, wings that can defend multiple positions. Uh, no shortage of this for this team. And, and one of the things that you talked about, Tumani, that impressed me, uh, Rex, aside from the one alley-oop where he kind of, he was coming from, the strong side and like kind of flew under the rim and then wound back up and an reverse dumped it. That was incredible. And a hustle play that stood out to me was he is coming in for a layup, misses, comes down, and all of a sudden he's on what's the weak side, grabs the ball and puts it back up, gets his own rebound, and puts it back in. And yeah, then, he you was, know, just little things like that were hustle play in an exhibition game that you know, know makes you stand out when, you, when you're uh, Well, he had a, like a great year at Georgia last year. When you look at his stats and uh, – in the SEC, he was right up there with the top of them in rebounding. So he's a, he's a proven player. He's steady. He understands the game. Nothing seems to bother him. So he'll be able to, in our league, I think he'll be, he'll be a, a top player. And talk about the experience too, Rex, because while he is a new face, he's not necessarily as inexperienced as some other guys because while he's new to the Dayton program, he's got some playing experience under his belt in a Power 5 league. You know, what's that going to do for him here? For oh, I, th- I think it's... I think it's a, a big thing along those lines. And everybody plays a pick and roll today. I mean, it's, 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 it's the wave of the future. So, and he's done it for two years in that conference, and he won't have any problem. I, 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 see, him, I see him as, you know, one of the top ten players in the A-10 this year. He was voted third team. We're going to save those receipts, and we'll see right. how that goes in March when we get the postseason ballots. Dating a 34-point winner over Cedarville in their exhibition game. That's John Bedell, Rex Gardecki, and you here for more Flyer Feedback after we break for news right here on the home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Flanagan's Pub. John Bedell here, former Flyer Rex Gardecki there, and you there as well. And we appreciate you tuning in tonight, joining us here for Flyer Feedback after uh, Dayton beats the brakes off of Cedarville 94-60 in their only public exhibition game. The 34-point win gets Anthony and Grant and company Rex, they will be 1-0 this year in games that don't matter. That's right. Uh, they turn the page. They'll take this one. They'll learn from it. And uh, they'll study up between now and next Tuesday, Rex, when the season starts with the UIC Flames coming to UD Arena a week from tomorrow night. Yeah, it's hard to, hard to believe it's here. And it's, the arena getting full. And it just it just makes everything so much nicer, John. It's just it's been a long year for everybody, as we said earlier. And, you know, get back to this team. I'm, I'm looking at tonight's situation. Tumani is our leading scorer. Kobe Elvis distributed the ball. I think he only had one turnover if he even had that. So there's two transfers, and 
as you and I said during the time out here, this transfer portal is not going to stop. It's going to continue to go. Over 1,200 players were in that situation last year. It's part of the game. It's not going to go away. But I think we got two of the two of the good ones along those lines. Did you ever think you'd see a time in college basketball, Rex, where a coach would have to, would have to actively not just recruit the incoming class, he's got to re-recruit his own roster every year with the way this transfer portal is going. Oh, gosh. I said that to Coach Donner a couple of weeks ago, and I said, did you ever imagine seeing this day? And he went, nope. But – Talking to Anthony about it in practice, it's it, it's here. It's part of the game. That's the way it is. Uh, you've got to keep keep people happy, and uh, I think Anthony's good at that. I think the players really respect him. I mean, the last couple of years watching him, I mean, he can be hard on him at certain times, but he, he knows knows when to sort of let off and when to get on. Yeah. And watching him last week, he got on him one day. They just weren't really executing it, but all – 12 of them, their eyes were right on him. I mean, there wasn't any back talk. There wasn't someone turning away. So he's got their respect, and I think it's, that's, that's a big part of the game. Yeah, I think that's evident in, uh, from part of why I enjoy doing this with, with guys like you and Larry and, and Nate and Keith and Brooks is you guys, you have that inside information, take us behind the curtain, and that between what you said just now, Rex, and some things I was talking with about Larry yesterday about this team is you can just tell – uh, in your interactions with these kids when you're talking to them, um, you know, just Anthony's influence on them. Yeah. Like, you know, for example, me walking up to Zim today, he doesn't know me from Adam. He doesn't know I'm on the beat. I'm just a, this kid that's walking and talking to, you know, Nate Seymour before the game. I hadn't seen Nate in a few months. So we're catching up. and said, hey, how you doing? He shakes my hand. You know, hi. Talks real quick, makes small talk. Nice kid. He doesn't have to do that. Yeah. Uh, you can just tell when you interact with these kids the kind of impact Anthony has on them and that influence and that culture that Anthony sets. Now, he had to work pretty hard when he got here to set that culture. Right, right. And to explain to some guys who he sent packing, you're mistaking this for a conversation. You know, it's a one-way street here in the college game. Yeah, because uh, you can tell that he's got that culture set now. There's no, there's no doubt. They respect him. He's been around. He's coached the best. Uh, he's, you know, he's been in the NBA, and he knows, knows the game. And I think the players know it. And I think that's, that paid off on getting the two big transfers in, into our program. I mean, they could have gone other places and played, and big places and played, but they selected here, and I think that's going to be a that's going to be a big key for us. And look, you know, not a slight against the program, Rex, but a guy like Deron Holmes. I mean, Dayton's, you know, how long has it been since they've had a top top, top fifty recruit? Right. I mean, yeah. the kid's a real deal. And as as I alluded to earlier, you know, this program under Anthony, they're fishing Rex in deeper waters than they maybe ever have when it comes to the recruiting trail. There's no doubt, uh, and that's. Certainly beats the alternative because, yeah. as Larry said yesterday, you can coach talent, but you sure can't create it. Well, he Anthony does a good job getting that talent here, and now they got to work to develop it. And like we said, bunch of moving pieces, bunch of new faces, some inexperienced faces. We'll see how it works. But Rex, what they got, and again, they don't play the games on paper, yep. but what they've got on paper this year yep. certainly beats a class coming in of nobody's ever heard of them and oh, nobody gosh. cares, right? Their recruiting now is just so much better. They're able to get in the doors that they weren't able to get into. And I have to attribute that to Anthony and also the group two years ago. I mean, there we were nationally ranked. You know, who knows, you know, crystal ball where we would have ended up. But now they can go into places and say, hey, we're drawing 13,000. We're playing the Kansases. We're going to Maui. We're going here and there. And that's that's what the other schools do. It's it's a situation you've just got to out-recruit them. And really, and you know, we're biased because we're both alumni. You played for this program, Rex. But any Dayton fan will tell you it's it's a reality. Nothing about UD Arena or the game day atmosphere or the way they're uh, treated in terms of, you know, uniforms and outfits and everything they get, you know, with, the, with being a Nike school, their facilities, nothing about that it says or looks or feels non-Power 5, non-traditional power structure. However, I know some people get triggered when you say mid-major. But nothing about that program feels or looks or anything like that on the game day or no. behind the scenes in the practice facilities, Rex. Nothing about that is non-traditional power structure. No, they're, you know – they're doing the right thing. There's no about about that, and I'm sure when they video things and they take them out to the kid, and Ricardo's, you know, he's been busting his butt for the last month. I, I hate to see what his expense account is, you know, much as he's been gone. But he's he's good with the kids, and Ricardo's one that you know he can really get on a kid. But then a second later, he's grabbing him and hugging him and everything, and that's that's what it takes. And uh, I'm glad to see that he was named the associate head coach. Yeah, so. he's, a, he's a heck of a recruiter, yeah, Ricardo. He's a, he's there's a, a lot of kids that are there on that roster. Uh, nothing against anybody else on that staff because of the work that Ricardo does. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a heck of an asset for this program to have. We're glad he's here. Another thing, Rex, that is, that is, that is Power 5 is the fan support. And I think a lot of 
just anecdotally what I've gotten the sense from Dayton fans that I run into at work on a day-to-day basis just out in the community is that people are really excited and itching for this season to get back because, let's be frank, it was tough for a lot of people to follow up season of dreams after the plug was pulled on it when none of us, you know, go back to March of 2020 for all of us, it was like hitting a brick wall at 100 miles an hour, and it was just up in smoke. None of us was expecting it. And you follow that up with, frankly, Rex, a season that a lot of us would just as soon rather forget. And I think a lot of folks, because of that, are itching to get all the weirdness and that bad taste out of your mouth from last year and just move on to new season, fresh start, everybody allowed back in the arena again. It's not having to watch from home or have this weird study hall-like environment where there's 150 people in the arena and you can hear nothing but, you know, sneakers squeaking pretty much on the floor and the ball dribbling. I think it's just a lot of people are just very excited to have this team fully back. Oh, I've been talking to a lot of people. They're they're excited to go to Orlando. And, uh, you know, here we are. That's right. It's, it's, you know, the Maui thing's been canceled now two or three straight years. But it's going to be so nice to get to travel again and get back to the routine that you always do. And like we said, the trip to Orlando is going to be a great three games for the people. We'll take, you know, we'll take a couple thousand people there. There's no doubt about that. The Flyer faithful are good. And I sort of wondered also, with, you know, with the tickets going online and into your phone, you know, oh, we've yeah. got a, quite a few elderly people that come to the, come to the arena. <laughs> you don't tickets. say. And, uh, you know, I'm one of them. I know it's, it had to be hard, but it didn't, it didn't seem to affect them. The university has been very good about going out, helping people, actually, if they couldn't yeah. do it and getting on phone. So, I mean, if tonight was an indication, and talking to Larry before the game, yeah. he said there's only so many tickets left for, the, for all these games. I mean, there's a handful. So we'll fill the place again, 13,000. So that's, oh, a, yeah. that's, a, that's great in the recruiting, and it, that's a home atmosphere that's hard to beat. Well, and you talk about this, you know, Rex, a year where you couldn't use your season tickets. I think it's a testament to this fan base. How many people held on to those things? Didn't let go. Nobody's getting on their season tickets because they couldn't use them for a year, right? No. I mean, that speaks volumes to a year. Uh, by the way, I missed a memo about Orlando, Rex. I was there two weeks ago. I, uh, my son was very excited to meet Lightning McQueen. That was, that was the big thing down at Disney. I'm sure he would be just as excited if I took him back so he could see, as, as he says, an Anthony Gwant. Uh, but so um, thanks for the memo, Rex. I, we were in Orlando a few weeks too early. But will you be headed down to Florida to see him? I'm thinking about it if I can negotiate something to get going here. So, uh <laughs> Get down south and enjoy the weather and, and see three games. So, we'll, right. so we'll see. It'll be yeah. a it'll be it'll be a, a great test for them along the lines. And you know, you play Miami, who's an ACC team, then you've got yep. the next game. So, these kids are going to have to learn real quick. And, and I think yeah. with the depth that we have, I think we should be fine. And you look at that. I mean, I know it's who they can get depends on the the winners and the losers bracket and how it's set to start. But I mean, Rex, that is, I mean, that tournament's loaded. Alabama, Belmont. Dayton, Drake, North Texas, Iona, Kansas, Miami. I mean, that is as solid a early season tournament as they've been to since oh. probably since Maui in the yep. season of dreams a couple of years ago. Yeah, there's some really great And even before players. that, I mean, going back, that, this is yeah. one of the better tournaments, yeah. early season tournaments. They've been involved in either even going back farther than that Maui trip they took a couple yeah, years you look, ago. You look at Alabama, who won the SEC last year. They've got almost everybody returning. They know Texas and, coach. And they're, uh, they're going to be a handful. And, of course, Kansas is always – Always good. And then we get back to Miami. Uh, Coach Larinago has done a great job down there, and they're always a, a good team. So but we got to get these yeah. get these first few games out of, you know, get, get the players understanding what they're trying to do. We really don't have to go on the road until then. So that's a good situation. we got four or five home games that the kids can, you know, get the, the feel of the game and feel of the arena. So that's, that's good. How do you get a team? And, Rex, you know, it's nothing against the teams that Dayton's got on their early schedule. When you look at UIC or any of those other teams, but – as a coach, Rex, how do, you, how do you use those games to all of a sudden get ready for that, that sudden jump in competition where you go from UIC and company to all of a sudden Miami? Well, I think you've got to eliminate the turnovers. You've got to, you've got to eliminate uh, offensive rebounds and eliminate possessions because the game turns down to, as we said, it's an easy game. If you shoot a better percentage and you don't turn it over, you're going to win. And I think these games will, because we get different styles, UIC is a more up-and-down type of game where Northern Illinois would be more of a plotting situation. So you're, you're going to see different styles in your first four or five games. So that will be good, I think. Yeah, because they'll go UIC, UMass Lowell, Lipscomb, Austin Pease, the final uh, 
tune-up that counts because we're obviously getting out of the exhibition season here before you head down to Orlando with Miami, and then you know who knows where it goes from there. It could be Kansas, could be North Texas. Yep. Obviously, you'd prefer if you beat Miami, you'd, you'd much rather play Kansas than. I mean, no, I know North Texas was a tournament team last year, but you'd much rather have the Jayhawks. Obviously, yeah, it's you know it's nationally televised and ESPN situation. So uh, you know we've got a lot of games getting into that. This, this will be televised this year, so that really helps recruiting along the lines. And you get into that that tournament. I mean, Thanksgiving weekend, there's going to be a lot of people sitting around eating turkey and, and watching basketball. So that'll that'll really help. And to get in the winner's bracket, too, to start, Rex, because, you know, the goal for Dayton has always been for years, and those, as it is for anybody when you go to those preseason tournaments, uh, you know, you want to come back two and three. Nobody wants to come back for those from those things, one and two or over, heaven forbid. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation. We've been blessed the last few years to be able to, to get by that first game and, and, and keep, keep moving on. So... Uh, just time will tell. You know, it's, it's a tough situation, but I think this group will do fine. I think we've got enough offensive rebounding. I think we've got enough defensive rebounding. And I think the guard play will be consistent. As I said earlier, Kobe Elvis, I think, will, will eliminate a lot of the turnovers. Uh, he's, he's quick. I mean, he just understands. He doesn't, you know, he's a sort of a pass first. He's not looking to score. And it doesn't bother him if he's, you know, getting six or eight points. But he knocked down a couple threes tonight. I mean, his game was about as solid as, as it can be. So, I mean, I watched him last year in some of the Big East games, and he was, he was one of the better guards I had seen. Yeah, and I think offensively too, Rex. I mean, this is a team that, I mean, by halftime, you had three guys in double figures. Dumani Kamara had 11 at the break. Uh, Kobe Elvis had 10. And then Mustafa Amzil oh. had 10. Yeah. And I think uh, Mustafa is a kid who he could really – I mean, he's poised. Larry said, you get, you get a kid like that who had a really great – freshman season after getting to campus and playing five minutes later, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you get him used to the game, and he's got a whole full-blown offseason, a more regular structured offseason than with the goofy COVID stuff last year uh, in Anthony's program, gets developed, puts on a little more weight, yeah. and just you know gets to catch up. To, you know, It's almost like trying to catch up the, the mental aspect of the game for him to his, his physicality. So. He's, he reminds me of an old-style industrial type of player in his 30s. You know, he uses his body well. He's really a good shooter outside. There's no problem. Oh, yeah. he's, a great, he's a good free throw shooter. I think his, his deficiencies are probably defense and quickness along lines. But he ended, he's starting to get it. He's starting to understand where he's supposed to be in certain situations where not to be. But, I mean, he runs the court well and they're able to shoot the ball well. I mean, he was shooting technical fouls tonight, so he, uh, he's, he's a scorer. There's yeah. no doubt about that. I mean, he can put the ball in the basket. I think it's hard, Rex, to look into – you don't, want to, you don't want to extrapolate too much from the rotation you see in an exhibition game because we saw some guys, and I don't know who they are, but we saw some guys tonight who you will not see going forward. You see that every year in an exhibition game. So we'll talk rotation when we get back because I'm, I'm interested to get your take, Rex, about how you see this rotation sort of settling in as we start because I got music in my ear, which means we got to take a break. But uh, it's John Bedell, Rex Gardecki, and you here for Flyer Feedback, the home stretch of it live from Flanagan's after a 94-60 Dayton win on the other side of this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Hey, everybody, for the last time tonight and for the first time this season, Welcome back in to Flanagan's Pub here for Flyer Feedback. It's John Bedell and Rex Gardecki and you here for feedback after a 94-60 Dayton Flyers win. They nabbed the 34-point victory over the Division II Cedarville Yellow Jackets over UD Arena tonight in their only public exhibition tune-up before the regular season starts next Tuesday night at UD Arena against the UIC Flames. And we're back in person here at Flanagan's after a year off. We were doing, Rex, it's good to see you in person. Oh, gosh. Man. We were doing fire feedback virtually last year. I'm used to staring at your mug on my computer screen doing this show. Well, I was—I forget what game it was. I was sitting in Austin, Texas, out in the, out in the sunshine, <laughs> drinking that. a drinking a little cocktail. And I thought, how how great is this? I'm doing this, so it's. But it's it's great to be back in the arena and get back with the people again. It's yeah, just something it we've all missed, and it's oh, it's, yeah. it's it's so good. So uh, I'm I'm anxious. I'm excited. You know, we talked a little earlier here about lineup changes, what they can do. I think this year's group which is good. I think there's more competition. I mean, yeah. 
you know, you got guys fighting for time, and there's nothing better for that than, you know, and you're sitting back thinking, well, you know, I'm, I'm fine. I'm going to get my 30 minutes. I don't think it's going to be that way with, with this group. I think, I think there's a lot of competition. You've got three kids that can play the one. You've got two or three kids that can play the two, three, or four. And then with uh, the Dayron in the, in the middle and the Moo, and, I, you know, Richard Amphilo didn't get any minutes tonight, but I think he's a big body. Yeah, there's Richard no doubt about that. Yep. So, you know, Moo um, – as I call him Finn, you know, he's, he can do a lot of different things. So, that, you know, we can go nine deep, and that's what Anthony wants. As you know, with this, with this roster, if there's, if there's somebody who has got that complacency, uh, Rex, Anthony is uh, not going no. to beg them for minutes. No. Uh, no. Starting five tonight, uh, Rex, and, you know, as I said before the break, I don't want to read too much, you know, with extrapolating out what we see in an exhibition game because we, as we have every year and we, as we do every year, you always see guys in the rotation tonight that we won't see a lick of going forward, or at least not much of. But starting at five tonight, he went to Monty Kamara, Darren Holmes, Blakeney, Kobe Brea, and Kobe Elvis. Do you see that, Rex, is at least to start, maybe the starting five, or how do you see Anthony kind of, you know, tweaking or trying to figure that out as, as, as we start to go forward here, as games start I, to I, count? I, you know, I, I got to believe, unless an injury or something comes on, this probably will be the starting five next week. But, you know... You never know injuries, something like that. Uh, with the way guys came off the bench and shot the ball tonight, that's a nice situation. You know, Elijah Weaver played a ton of minutes last year, and he's, he's coming off the bench. So uh, they're all fighting for time. But I, I think this, it probably in coach's eyes that he's seen these guys for four weeks, this would probably will be the starting lineup. But I don't, you know, nothing is written in gold anymore. I think last year there just wasn't a lot of depth on this team. And I think now we have more depth which is going to play a role with the games consecutive coming back on Tuesdays and Fridays or Saturdays. So and then we have the turn in Orlando where you're playing three games in like four days. So you've got, to have a, you've got to have enough depth to do that. And I think that's what he has recruited and found out kids that can play. A lot of new faces too, Rex. I think for fans too, does it – let me ask you this. It doesn't automatically mean that when you've got returning guys like Brayton, Blakeney, Brea, Weaver, Moo, Omzeal, and Zim – doesn't necessarily automatically give you playing time, right? No. You got to you got to come back and still earn that stuff next year. Oh gosh, yeah, and I think that's that's what practice is for. And uh, they've been going at it hard for you know almost three months. You know, you have the period in June or July where you're only out, allowed so many hours with these kids. But they, I think they found out what the, what the style they want to do. I know tonight they sort of tried to up tempo the the pressure, you know, to cause more havoc. And you know that's going to be tough to do with some of the. Because we got some great guards in this league, yeah. and that's 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 what I found in, in this, what I call the you know the power of five or whatever it is. That, you know you've got to have great guard play, and I think we've got that now. Yeah. Well, Dayton fans, that's going to do it for us. It was a pleasure to be back with you for the first time at, in person in more than 600 days. One more time, Dayton winner, 9460. We will talk to you after Dayton and UIC. Until then, for my partner Rex Gardecki, I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Flyers.